no chance. What's up, everybody? Episode 75 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan and Nate. You know, I totally botched that. We're at No Chance Radio, man. Welcome to the show, episode 75. <laughs> I'm sorry I messed that up, man. I'm still getting used to this new name thing. Yeah. We, we were like 70-something episodes deep before yeah. we decided to go for the name change. It's like, uh, just wanted to reinvent it's like ourselves. It's like renaming your kid like a year after it's Yeah, born. right? It's like, <laughs> Mom, that's not really my name, is it? It's like, no, you are this now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us, man. We really appreciate you guys listening to us on a week weekly basis. Uh, we hope you guys do at least. Um Man, it's been a rough week. It's been a very rough week. Me and Nate had just gotten back from New York City, the Big Apple, and I felt like the week in general just went by really, really fast. Unfortunately, actually. Yeah, like it's been a while since I've had a real vacation. Not to say that we work hard enough to deserve like a real (laughs) vacation, but sometimes you just got to get away from like the day to day, like monotony. Maybe do something different, explore some different places, meet some new people. And that's definitely what we did. I think, well, do you have a highlight from the trip? I mean, we just got back literally two days ago, but yeah. do you have like a highlight that really stood out? Um, one of, well, one of the highlights that I have uh, is when we went to that bar in on the Lower East Side on, what was that Sunday night? Sunday like, night? Uh, last night. Yeah. Shout out to, to, uh, to Pianos. Pianos, yeah, is the name of the bar. If you're in in New York, go hit them up on the weekend, obviously. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. It was crazy. Yeah, also, shout out to uh, the homies that we met out there for the culture sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go listen to them. They fucking killed it. The event was crazy. Everyone's set was crazy. Didn't expect such a, like, to, to feel so so crazy on yeah. a Sunday night, but like, yeah, shout out to them, man. They, they really had that shit going. Yeah. That was tight. That was, that was really, really fun. Yeah. How about you? What was your highlight? I think my highlight was definitely going around Soho. I know that we go there. I mean, for the, the, the time that we went maybe about less than a year ago, that's literally the first place we went to was, was Soho. And being that it was fashion week, the week that we were there, I really wanted to see like, just hectic outfits and just loads of paparazzi and photographers. But for some reason, I did not see that. All the stores that we went to, there were no lines. There wasn't any commotion. It was kind of like a really chill week, to be honest, at yeah. all these shops. Yeah, it was pretty chill. It was nothing crazy. Uh, I definitely expected more. I don't know if it's if it was like because it was the end of Fashion Week or if it's just not crazy in general, but... I don't know. I kind of expected more going out there. For I heard a lot week. about Fashion Week kind of dying down in general in New York. I, I don't know specifically why. I mean, obviously, there is. I mean, it's cold as shit there compared <laughs> to like Paris or, you know, anywhere else or, or, or Milan. But assuming that it didn't snow until we left, actually, or rain, except for one time. The weather was perfect, and I would I would expect like people to be out in their outfits, just fucking strutting around Soho and yeah. and doing the shit. You know what I mean? But it was a good time, regardless. Like it was a good time. We went to all the stores that we wanted to. Shout out to Noah, man. That store is like, it felt really homey and very like I don't know. I had a good time there. 
I know recently you had an experience where you thought the people that worked at Noah in New York were kind of shitty. That was like two years ago. Yeah, but my experience there was yeah, quite awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we went this past time, like over the weekend, it was actually really good. Like everybody there was super friendly. Um, they dropped a new collection. Yeah, super chill. Like yeah. everybody just kind of hanging out, but in a good way. It's not like when you go to a store and people are hanging out and they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Too, you know? Yeah. And like, most of the time it's not even employees. It's just like people that are friends of the employees yeah. just hanging out and you think that they work there, but they really don't. Yeah. So you're like, who do I ask to get this shirt size for me? But the thing that I, I, I didn't think was going to happen when I went to New York was like discovering new places. Like I've been there a couple times. We've gone to the typical Bape Supreme, uh, Nike Lab store, like those, those are go-to stores every time you go out there just because of the experience that you experience in those stores. Yeah. But there's a lot of stores in New York that are very, like literally the size of like a, like an eight by foot, eight by eight foot, foot square. And they just, they have the best stuff. Oh yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like, n- like um, 97 Allen Street, the good company was a store that I had followed on on social media for a really, really long time. And going in there, it was just like, I felt that feeling that I felt like when I first went into the Supreme store when I was younger, when I first went into Diamond when I was like however many years old. And, and having that feeling again, not knowing that I would ever have that feeling because, you know, discovery is not as new as to what most people it is for them. You know what I mean? Because when you have social media, you feel like, oh, when I go there, it's, it's whatever. I, like, I've, I've seen, seen it already. Yeah, yeah, I've already yeah. seen it. This is normal to me. I didn't think that I would I would be able to feel that anymore. Um, but it definitely surprised me going to a lot of the stores that I did um, while we were in New York. So yeah. I'd say it was a it was a good, yeah. a good time. You know what really surprised me is actually the service this time around at every store that we went to was actually really good. Yeah. Like Dover street market, like the dude was super cool. That helped us out. Uh, shout out to that guy. He works at the, uh, he's at the cactus plant flea market <laughs> yeah, section yeah, right now. Cool, shout out to cool. that dude. Um, and just like everywhere we went, like it was super chill, super laid back. Uh, kind of what we look for, like when we're going to a store and like exactly. an experience. You know and I'm that's saying? not something you typically expect going into a store when you go to New York, <laughs> at least. Um, I mean, come on now, like people in New York don't even say good morning to each other. I mean, what do you, what do you expect walking into a store at 10 o'clock in the morning? But other than that, I think I'd, I'd rate this trip maybe you know, like a eight and a half, nine out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it was so a good too. time. It was a yeah. good time. But you guys aren't listening to this episode to hear about our recap of New York City. We're here to talk about some streetwear stuff. And today we have... A relatively racy, quote-unquote racy (laughs) topic for you guys today. It is Black History Month, and as you may or may not know, February is Black History Month. And uh, we decided to bring on a couple of different articles and topics that we thought were, I don't know, within the realm of the month as well. I mean, there's a lot of shit in here that is like, I'm I'm just really excited to talk about it. But first and foremost, man, like... Before we get into any any topic, I just want to announce that we do have events coming up February 22nd. We do have I want what what do you call what's the movie after the trilogy? Fuck. We threw a- three events. What do you call the fourth? We have the payout, a new hope coming. <laughs> <laughs> now we have the fourth event of the payout coming on February 22nd. So again, if you guys listeners, if you are ever in the Bay Area on the last week of any month 
please come out to our events, man. We're, we have a good-ass fucking time. We have great DJs and, and a lot more people as we go along. And these things have turned into a monster of their own. So please come out and support because this shit is a lot of fun for us. But let's get into some street work <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. This is the one that I screenshotted like right when it happened. But for those of you that do not know about this Esquire magazine esquire is like what would, what would you consider them like it's a little bit lower than a gq it's like within the same realm of gq uh they're i forgot what the, i think they used to be called something else i don't know but anyways uh esquire is kind of like a lifestyle magazine very yeah. similar to like gq they do a lot of stuff with particularly like men's focused i think yeah. um so yeah so i mean if you never heard of it liken it to that of a gq yes yeah. yes yes not necessarily um within the same realm of like not even like a complex it's kind of like yeah like men's menswear fashion but they all always have like articles that are based around you know what does a man go through it's kind of like the the men's cosmopolitan sure essentially, right? <laughs> yeah exactly men's glamour cosmopolitan. yeah yeah, yeah. that's that not a bad way to put it's it it's like yeah. articles that are like kind of like um um like headlining of just like how can you better be uh better be a boyfriend or you know shit like that or what uh hair trends are in for guys i don't know bullshit like that <laughs> i don't read it but it's something sure, that's man. pretty renowned in regards to like pop culture but esquire just recently put out an article and i wouldn't even say article i would say like a cover which is the main focus of the entire magazine titled the life of an american boy at 17 and if you've ever seen the cover of this article, let me just describe it for you. Let's let's put this into um, a, a mental image for for you. Now, <laughs> you have in very bright orange text. Um, it says an American boy. Now, behind that text, you have a I would assume teenage white male sitting on a bed, kind of standard for like a suburban neighborhood. I'm a suburban dude. He's a suburban <laughs> dude sitting on his bed, putting on his Adidas Ultra Boost and just kind of hanging out. Now, you would think like, okay, like this is just off of the title. You would base it around like, okay, like it's he just, they're just going to show like what is the day-to-day life of a standard American uh, teenager in, in today's society. But uh, to... <laughs> Within but today's wait, narrative, there's it's a more. little bit different. And let me read. Let me read the byline for the title "An American Boy." It says, "What it's like to grow up white, middle class, and male in the era of social media, school shootings, toxic masculinity, hashtag Me Too, and a divided country." And the person that wrote this article is a lady named Jennifer Percy. Now, based off of your first impressions of seeing this cover, which right after I showed it to you, you were like, I know exactly what that fucking is. Yeah. <laughs> what, be- before we get into anything that's polarizing, how do you feel just off your initial reactions? I mean, to be fair, let me preface this by saying I did not read the entire op-ed or Same. the cover story. Same. You know, I read a few bits and pieces of it. Just okay. tweets. Just tweets. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, was this, so was this specifically for Black History Month or like? Not specifically for Black History Month. I think I the think timing was just really the bad. timing, oh my God. <laughs> Horrible. Like, at, like, okay, no, but go, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, my initial reaction was, 
okay. Like we get in, like we, uh, I think uh, us as Americans, we already know what we have an idea of what the average like teenage white male narrative is. And I, I get it. Maybe Jennifer Percy is her name was trying to tell the opposite side of the coin. Um, but I think it's just, again, really poor timing on, on her part. Yeah, a- extremely poor timing. And if you think about the the numerous events of poor timing that have taken place within, you know, I don't know what digital marketing people or do- advertisers are doing nowadays, but everything with the, it was a Pepsi commercial. It was the, the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. We recently had the um, Gillette, like, Boys will be boys commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then now you have this, right? It's um, and we always talk about this idea of drawing a line in the sand and choosing a fucking side. And I don't know what the fuck Escobar was doing in this moment, and they thought that they were doing the right thing. And essentially, what this article was meant to do was portray the lifestyle or even just the the day to day of what your average teenage male goes through, and. This is almost kind of, in a sense, fluffing them up in a, to, to make them seem as like, look, like, you know, we're all going through things. And from what the media has shown this group of people, and I would say like um, teenage Caucasian males and what they go through is like they're constantly being scrutinized for A, B and C. Well, look at it. Look at it this way, and look at you know what they face, and look at their trials and tribulations, quote, quote unquote. <laughs> and that's essentially what this Jennifer Percy was trying to do. Now, let me tell you what she did wrong. Um, yeah, break it down for everybody out there. First of all, February is Black History Month. I feel like I have referenced this before, and the timing couldn't have been more terrible. Now, when you're talking about putting out a a magazine op, op-ed or even a cover of a magazine. I get it. You could put whatever you want or whatever, but in, in the way that this was framed, and I know I'm not the only one that's thinking like this because we did see a lot of tweets. I mean, <laughs> that's where our logic is based. Yeah. <laughs> it's this outrage to say, like, why are we covering the majority when there's a lot of underprivileged minorities that, have, that don't have this... Um, these op-eds written about what they're going through. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And it's not to say like, hey, like I know we have a lot of fans that are that are middle-aged white people or even teenage white kids. Yo, we love you guys. Yeah. But this is not your time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's just be honest. You guys can agree with me. But in the sense of what this article was, and 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 just off of off of what it covers, it 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 really shows like, hey man, like. There's a time and place for everything. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Like this it's not to shade any side or to say like any side is is better than anybody else or even for us like as Asian Americans we're not going to say like oh we can talk shit about this group or this group. It's just like yo everybody has their time to complain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we can complain about shit too but you don't see us doing it right now. So yeah. but I mean just based off the picture, and this is this is why we're a streetwear podcast. Because when I first saw the cover of this image, and I saw that he's putting on some Adidas Ultra Boost, I just knew exactly what the fuck this article was about. 
First of all, brick the fit. Brick the fit, man. Like, like first of all, like, okay, I respect the flannel over the hoodie style. Yeah. Like, it's a little old and a little bit dated, but I, I, I'm down with it. The dead-ass skinny jeans, that's not in trend right now. Yeah. Like, the, the super, super skinny jeans, the, the paint-on jeans, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of those. Um, if you pulled up his pants a little bit more to see what kind of socks he's wearing, they're probably Nike with Adidas shoes. I'm not going to lie. But to see, I, I just love the placement of him putting on Adidas shoes and it almost being like front and center and also him having the ultra boost in the back. He's like that kid that people sell like $20 joints to. <laughs> you want to buy eighth to $200? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, a yeah, deal. Yeah. That's a deal. No, but I mean like, there's, there's just something about this, and, and especially for, for ourselves, and, and the first thing we gravitate to is is what he's wearing. Yeah. Right? And just, like, being critical about what a person's wearing and saying, like, oh, this is the average American teenager, teenage boy, it's a little overdone. I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it, it is, like, his outfit is a little bit, it's a little bit much. It is very average. It's a, okay, it's an average, okay, uh, you, you're, you're right. It's an average outfit, but in general, it's like, I don't know. The Adidas get me. <laughs> it's something about the the Adidas that I see that's just really like, okay, if we're talking about like like the American boy, all right. Yeah. Sure, man. Put put them shoes on that. But I think that term, I think this ad, going back to where we were initially talking about, I think this cover story would have been more impactful if it was like, say, like a person of color, you know, because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like when people will, I mean, even maybe us included as like, you know, persons of color, people of color, when you think American boy, like you, I think as a society, we're kind of trained to imagine like this kid that's on the cover already. Yeah. Like, you know, when I see that, I'm like, oh, like my first initial thought is, okay, yeah, he does look like an average American kid. But, you know, I think that takes away from the fact that they're you know, there are kids that may not look like him that are also that average American yeah, like, kid. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're all about this idea of we want to be, you know, positive role models and inspirations for people that listen to us, right? So we speak in, in terms of everything that we say when it is positive. We want people to be able to gravitate towards it no matter who they are. Yeah. If you're looking at something like Esquire, who obviously has a larger viewership than we do, you would think that they would do something... That is inspirational. You exactly. know what I mean? You see a cover, you see an athlete, you see a movie, you say, I wanna be them and I wanna be who they are when I grow up. But when you say when you almost generalize what the American teenage boy looks like, it almost makes those that aren't that feel inferior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's I think they could have done a better job by, you know, portraying an, an average American teenager as maybe somebody who doesn't look like yeah, the person yeah. on the cover, you know? And to be honest, it could be that guy. Yeah. It could be him plus three other people around yeah, him. Yeah, I'm not saying that, what's his name? Ryan Morgan, the Ryan guy on Morgan. the cover, the kid on the cover. Yes. Not to say that he isn't the average American kid, but I think they could have spun it in a way that sort of breaks down that stereotype of the average American boy is this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? And Um, and to say that this typical American boy goes through these things is probably something that people of other colors and races also go through. Or even like females, maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone goes through similar shit. So 
where is the time? Like, why is the timing for this particular article of what an American boy goes through so necessary? Yeah, for right now. And and you know, not to invalidate like you know all the issues that this kid and no, and all, all the other no. kids like him face. You know, of course, like those experiences that happen to those people are definitely valid. But I just think, like you said, there is a time and place for everything. Like yes. I think. The timing of this cover story maybe wasn't the best. And I think with everything that's going on right now in the media uh, in the past few years, even, uh, I just think it's, I don't know. It's like, it's not only called for, but it's, it could have been spun differently. Yes. Yes. It could have been spun differently. It could have been, you know, put on the back burner. Shit. This article could have just been trashed in general. There's so many different ways that that you could approach it. I just think that, you know, it's not to say that we become overly sensitive to things, you know what I mean? But when you put things under a microscope, or even if you look at it from afar, you can automatically look at this and say like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not to say like, it could have been anybody. They could have just put, you know, they could have they done anything. But but still, like to, to say that this in this particular person is fits in this mold it's uh, shit. If I was a white dude, I'd be upset by seeing yeah. this. I'd be you like, so you're me? telling me, you're telling me I'm this herb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're telling me I dress like him. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I mean, just regardless, like, just understand, like, like just, just sort of the, our initial reactions from seeing this obviously comes from a place of like, like I thought his outfit was shit like immediately. But then when you would, <laughs> when you really look into it, it's like, okay, like not everyone dresses like that. But then when you really look into it, it's like, damn, like, I understand this person probably goes through these issues, but there's also probably another person that goes through 10 times these issues or another person that goes through a hundred times these issues. And it's all subjective at the end of the day. I understand that. But for us being people of color and we have, you know, family that are immigrants to this country as well. So, you know, we kind of stick on that side, but shout out to, um, all of our Caucasian listeners, man, we yeah. love you guys. Yeah, we fuck with you Shout guys. Shout out the East Coast, too. We love you guys. Yeah. But let's get into some more racist-ass shit. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's talk about Gucci real quick. I mean, we, we got into the whole Fashion Week grind, right? But recently, it was discovered, and six months too late discovered, that Gucci had been selling, I believe it was a, would you call it like a mock turtleneck? A crew neck sweatshirt. It was a like a it was like hoodie a tur- sweatshirt. It was a turtleneck, actually. A turtleneck of sorts to where when you pull it above your face, it's a face mask. Now that's some innovative shit beyond me. I mean, snowboard companies have been doing that, but for a high fashion company to understand the plight of the people that live in New York and the snow that they go through to release a sweatshirt that essentially covers your whole face and mouth, that that's awesome. But <laughs> but hold on a second. This is where it gets spicy, y'all. To put what looks like a... Now, I don't know if a lot of you guys know what blackface is, but to put a blackface-esque look... I'm not even going to say esque, but to put blackface on the outside of the turtleneck to where when you put it over your face, you're essentially mimicking that of blackface. Yeah. Things could get a little bit spicy. And that's essentially the flack that Gucci is experiencing at this moment, which is kind of sucky for them. Yeah, I'm not it's a lot of bad press. <laughs> it's it's been a lot of bad press for a lot of people. Yeah, as of lately, I don't. 
I don't get who's like okaying these ideas. I don't know how it gets so far up the chain where it's like, yeah, I don't. What could go wrong, dude? We, I, I, well, we talked about this. Like, we talked about like high fashions, like wanting to reinvent themselves to almost separate their brand from the existing history of like European culture, like a hashtag racist culture. And basically say like, oh, you know, we're a fashion company that accepts all and, you know, we have Dapper Dan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we do stuff like we, you know, we, we give back to the community. It's like that one racist friend that's like, well, I have black friends. I have black friends, so yeah, right? I can't like, be racist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like, we see what you guys are doing for the culture, Gucci. But at the same time, it's like, like who's the creative director behind making this shit? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like for a lot of these brands, there's nobody that is on Twitter. Like none of the people that are responsible for like really culturally pushing boundaries are on Twitter. Because if you're on Twitter, you know what is and what isn't right, essentially. Oh yeah, for sure. Just based off of common knowledge. Like I feel like you learn you gain insensitivities. Like you learn how to be insensitive to things through Twitter, but you also learn how to be more sensitive to things through Twitter. So when you're on Twitter a lot, then you, you understand like, Oh, like that's not too bad. Or if you see something that's actually bad, you're like, Holy shit, that's actually bad. And I feel like there's nobody in, in these creative direction positions that are looking at this fucking sweatshirt and being like, Guys, like, I don't think that we should put this out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really don't think that we should put this out. Like, you would have thought, right? Do you know how many loops and, and, and bounds that, like, designers or, like, anybody that's making this clothing has to go through? Like, obviously, the idea for the clothing start, starts with a mock-up. And then somebody's designing it and putting it together. People are testing it and wearing it. And then they have lookbooks and photo shoots. And then they have to put it on the website. Like, it's going through at least 100 people. Yeah. Where the fuck is the logic behind that? Yeah. But okay, let's let's break it down a little bit. Let's get into the actual product itself. I think, you know, you described it earlier, but for those people who don't... Like, let's describe it again for the people who may have missed it the first time. Okay. So basically, it's like a turtleneck. Yes. And basically, if you pull it up, it, goes, it covers half of your face. Yes. And it basically covers your nose, and then it has like a pair of red lips that go over your mouth. And I can see, I can see how this is, this can be considered blackface. Yes. But I can also see how, you know, I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You, you no, know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I get it. Like, I would love to give Gucci the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But being in today's culture, put some motherfucking lipstick color. Go, yeah. I don't you? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I get like red is like a common color amongst whatever. Red is a color that incites um, passion and energy and shit valentine's day is coming up so people are going to be buying this sweater i don't know who they're going to be buying it for but it's valentine's day so why not use red and maybe there's part of their seasonal collection but still it's like are there eyes on it no i don't think so i don't think so okay well but still it's just like it's just a little bit of common sense yeah you know like with anything nowadays it's like if this even you know inches towards the area of this could probably cause us like a lot of scrutiny. Yeah, you maybe we shouldn't do it there. at all. Yeah, you maybe we shouldn't risk it. Like how how like how dumb do you have to be to like take a couple steps 
over the the line where the minefield starts. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? And then like, you're like, okay, maybe we should back up a little bit <laughs> and be surprised that your leg blows off. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but I think it was um, Ti, uh, yeah. the rapper. He made a, a an announcement like, hey, like everybody that you know that buys Gucci that that you know is a loyal um, consumer of Gucci. We got to bootleg them for three months. Yeah. Just boycott, sh- boycott. Boycott. Yeah. What did I say? You said bootleg. <laughs> that too. That too. We bootlegged. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. We have to boycott them for three months. You know, no purchasing, no buying, no showing intent, no wearing older pieces, no giving any of our hard-earned money to a company that disrespects a culture that literally is probably their, would you say their number one consumer? I would say it's it's at least it's, in making it like cool. Cool, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not in the in the, in the in the area of like profit wise. Like, yeah. who's who am I profiting off more? But of? the people who are really driving like their business and like yes. making it popular and making it, you know, what it is now. How know? many yeah. Gucci headbands do you think were bought after Soldier Boy's interview? Oh, tons. Yeah, like the like Mademoiselle whatever is not going to be pushing this Gucci fucking headband or yeah, yeah, yeah the way that a soldier boy is gonna do it yeah exactly so it just says like the the amount of influence that the culture um has it far surpasses that of like where like it's, it's italian right gucci yeah, is italian. yeah yeah where like even italians like how, i don't know how many italians wear gucci but hey, i'm walking here <laughs> i wouldn't say that it would match up to what our culture is wearing yeah so ti says okay three months boycott Obviously, there's like you know we have uh, we had the Super Bowl that weekend. We had um, we have All Star Weekend this weekend. Yeah, um, I think I saw like a Rock Nation brunch party. There's a lot of Gucci. <laughs> Nobody's giving up Gucci. Yeah, but it just goes to show like for the people that are working at Gucci and and he Ti makes a good point. Like, why aren't there people of color or people with a you know a brain <laughs> essentially that work at these places to understand like what they're doing. Even if it's borderline racy, is shouldn't be done in general. Shouldn't be done in yeah, general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially in these times, right? Like everybody is hypersensitive. So why, why dangle your? Why, why even play with the tiger? You know what yeah. I mean? Like why even play around with it? That's a good question. I don't know. I just think it's. I think it's a lack of oversight, and you know, on Gucci's part, I think yeah. that. There, it, obviously, like this product went through a lot of steps to make it to production, make it to retail. Like someone should have been like, "Hey, <laughs> maybe this isn't like the sneak, best idea." Nobody's sneaking this 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 sweatshirt onto the yeah. website to sell. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, let's put it out. Let's yeah. put it out. <laughs> Nobody's doing this on purpose. Yeah. So there's there's definitely you know, like an agenda, not an agenda, but there's definitely like people that ha- I know exactly what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and you know, I saw something. Uh, I think Dapper Dan actually. If, and if you guys don't know, Dapper Dan is, he works clo- very closely with Gucci now, but he's really well known for, I think it was during the 80s and 90s, kind of repurposing Gucci clothes, Gucci bags, and kind of, you know, making them more, how would you describe it? Like, it's like turning it from luxury into like, essentially like, like kind of like streetwear, fashion, I guess, fashion, like, yes. yeah. Streetwear. Couture, it's like couture to... You know, more of like your everyday, like people could wear it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so he actually, him as a person that works closely with Gucci, actually called out Gucci and said, hey, this is like, 
people need to be held accountable for this. Exactly. And uh, I think the CEO of Gucci, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he said he was actually going to fly out from Italy to, to me Harlem. With, yeah, to Harlem, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To meet with Dapper Dan and discuss things. And hopefully from that, you know, something productive happens and peep, some certain people are held accountable, you know? I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be, you know, because sometimes when they say like all press is good press, sometimes all press is not good press. No, not at all. Especially when it comes to like things that are, you know, low key racist. Yeah. Um, do I see Gucci's prices going up because of this? Probably not. Do I see it going down? Probably not. Yeah. And again, like in the way that social media works, give it three, four days and no, some other outrageous thing is going to come out. Exactly. And I think that's just the, that's just the period that we live in. You know, I think that, yeah, sure. We, everybody can boycott Gucci for three months, but then after that, no one's getting bat an eye. Like, yeah. oh yeah, 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 we're back on it now. It's fine. You know, you can't boycott what you can't afford, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna start saying that. Yo, I'm, I'm boycotting Gucci. I'm with you. I'm and all the other Rolls designer brands. <laughs> and you too, Rolex. <laughs> all you guys. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, like it's our society just moves at such a quick pace. Like we always say that, you know, we're gonna forget about it tomorrow. Like it's, and it, it kind of sucks that. We're almost desensitized to this shit yeah. at this point where it's like, oh, Gucci did blackface. All right. <laughs> you know, like that sucks to say. Life's a world of like fight videos now. Yeah, like, exactly. You have to watch a progressively worse and worse video as you go or else it's just not entertaining anymore. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you watch a fight video and there's no knockout, it's like, this was a waste of my time. Yeah. Not not entertaining in terms of like this Gucci blackface thing, but I think it's it it doesn't you know, arouse that spark in you. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right, Gucci right. shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, it doesn't want you, it doesn't, it's, there's no call to action. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, ah, damn, that's another, us. another person who's racist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, and, and that's What's one new? of the things that also is like kind of disheartening is yeah. like, when you see that and you give it like, I don't know, you give it a, not even a month, maybe like a week. Yeah, if that. And and you don't hear about who was fired. Yeah. You don't hear about major changes. You don't hear about a donation given back to some organization. It's like, okay, well then what the fuck is all the outrage Yeah, about? exactly. But you know what also is kind of trippy is like, sometimes I think like voices and opinions are like, oh man, like Twitter really breaks out opinions that you may, that may not even be like, that important not not even that that important but not even as loud as you would think yeah exactly like you see like maybe you scroll down your feed and you see seven eight nine tweets about this gucci thing and you think like oh the whole world is talking about this this is major news yeah you know what i mean but sometimes like it may not be and it might not be as big as you think it is maybe yeah. it's in the world of like things that we're interested in and that's why we're seeing it so much but to think that something may or may not change with all hope, hopes that it does. It does, exactly. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks that we have to laugh about it, but it's like, I mean, what can you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, fuck Gucci. Yeah. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Gucci. Yeah. And Rolls Royce. And yeah. Rolex. Fuck the Gucci podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, let's get into this last... Yeah, yeah, yeah Let's get into Last this. racy piece which isn't is somewhat in line with um it's almost with, exactly in line with okay yeah <laughs> essentially it's the same exact fucking mess up yeah. but um katie perry the bubblegum pop artist essentially 
releases her own shoe collection. Now, do I give a fuck about Katy Perry's shoes? Hell Not no. really. But essentially, it's still in line with this idea that people don't have... I love the way you said oversight, the oversight of a lot of these projects and products that are coming out. But essentially, she, re- she releases this uh, designer-esque shoe line and... The first, the first shoe, it's bl- black leather. She puts essentially the same looking face that's on the Gucci shoe. Yeah, it's like a, it's, I, I don't even know. It was like a fucking heel, yeah. fucking sandal. And then on the strap, it was like black. And then on the straps, it had like two eyes. And then it had like red lips across yeah. the front. Like, and, oh um, God. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, going back to what we were talking about with the Gucci thing, like there's a lot of outrage towards Katy Perry and... You know, obviously, like, her fucking team <laughs> for even developing something that's, again, like, can be considered blackface. Yeah, and I think that's just, yeah, as much as it is it, as much as it's in line with exactly what Gucci did, it's just, and I feel like we've over-exhausted that conversation of knowing yeah. that, you know, people may get fired, people may get slapped, a slap on the wrist. But how much is really going to change when it really comes down to it? Yeah, and I kind of played devil's advocate earlier when we were talking about this before we recorded. But, um, you know, what differentiates that from, let's say, like, fucking CDG Chucks? That's you a good know? point. Because CDG Chucks, they're black. They have eyes on them. That's a good can point. That can, be considered, can that be considered blackface? That's a very good point. You know, like, what I think we need to define... It's hard to define... Like, of I don't course. know. Like, what is the definition of blackface? Like, does it have to be a realistic portrayal of, like, a black person, you know? Mm. Or can it be some sort of, like, this abstract thing, like a heart with two eyes on it, and over a black, like, see, canvas, and that can see, be See, that's a good face. point. The Comme des Garçons thing is always a good point, because what did you explain Comme des Garçons meant in English? It means, like, like boys. So maybe this heart has something to do with little boys. Maybe. Did we just start a conspiracy <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe we're looking too deep into things. Yeah. But I think the Comme des Garçons thing is a very good point in saying, like, you know, there's a lot of iconography that can be considered quite racy or not even not in the sense of racist, but quite racy in the sense of what they represent. You know what I mean? Like the essentially what. He, his name it's the the sambo character is what the the blackface like per persona is and it it has like the obviously the painted black face with the eyes and the it's kind of like the bluish eyes because the, the the guy who was painted as black who was painted his face black was white yeah so the eyes are blue um and then with the red lips to resemble not even gonna go there yeah but um any sort of like entendre of what that is within streetwear or fashion, considering what most people know as high fashion as being like very inclusive, is like anything can mean anything nowadays. Exactly. You know what I mean? So man, it, I guess I guess what we do now then is is we is we really think about how brands move forward, right? Knowing the landscape of where we are in today's society, today's culture if you're not moving in the right direction, you're moving in the wrong direction. So, and even if you're straddling that gray area between right and wrong, don't do it. You're most likely going to be in the wrong. You're, at some yeah, point. It, yeah. Said, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, 
shout out to these brands that are are paying very close attention to what they're doing, but also a big fuck you to the brands that don't seem to give a shit about what they're doing exactly. because they know like cool we you know it's almost like a cheat code you know what i mean like i feel like um like headline news like being headline news is like a cheat code you do something that's slightly racy but maybe not to the point where people are going to come to the stores and burn shit down like they did with h&m yeah you know like with the um the monkey star the like a uh, smartest monkey, monkey in the jungle the jungle something like whatever. that yeah it may not be to that extent, but if you put something that's like border, like you said, borderline of like, this could be it, this couldn't be it. If I really looked into it, it's probably wrong. But if I was just like, oh, you know, like it's not it, and I was an optimist, and I think most people in the world that we live in are gonna lean more towards that, like, oh yeah, yeah fuck you, yeah, like. exactly, exactly. But if they do it in like a like a kind of slick way, which is what I feel like they did, and like, it, it it's like it's instant publicity. Yeah. And I feel like, it, it, and it's actually true that a lot of these brands nowadays, and, and maybe not just clothing brands, but a lot of brands nowadays are trying to do something that is somewhat off to catch that headline for people to know, like, that name is now a brand that is associated with, like, maybe not being weird, but now they know the name. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a kind of a sucky thing to do. It's like, a, it's like kind of getting off on, like, a technicality. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's like, ah, uh, you don't know if I committed the crime, but you know who I am now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was just listening to um, this podcast about the the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I fucking did it. And I want you to put it on the newspaper so everybody knows I did it. Yeah. Or else I'm going to do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's like a win-win for them. And it's like, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the last thing, I mean, I've never thought of doing like some like low key like weird shit just to get like, oh my god, like those are the no chance dudes. They they really did that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't think we have that big of a following. Yeah. In the first place, <laughs> For us so. to care. like we could just do whatever the fuck we want. And yeah. People just say, eh, I just unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not gonna listen yeah, to that shit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but man, like. Uh, Shout hey man, like shout out to the brands that are doing it right. And um, like I said, man, you're either moving in the right direction or you're doing something wrong. But I think on that note, I mean, a lot of the, the stuff they were talking about is relatable to the things that you you wear and the things that you pay attention to. Because always remember, like we are, whether you like it or not, a, a not a resemblance of our brands, but we are advocates of our brands. We are. Um, spokes, indirect spokespeople for the brands that we wear. Exactly. Because like any other billboard, any other Esquire magazine, anything that they put on themselves is considered branding. So what we put on ourselves is definitely something that needs to be thought of in the, in the brands that we follow and the brands that we support. And um, I don't know why I'm going to say this, but don't buy real fur, but also fuck PETA. <laughs> <laughs> there are two sides of every coin. Yeah. <laughs> That's one huge dichotomy that yeah. I live in life right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, like, please just pay attention to the shit that you wear. Um, that's that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty I much. I feel it. like that's how we end every episode. Yeah. But I also think that that's that's more important now than when the first time we ever said it because yeah. the first time we said it a year and a half ago didn't really hold as much weight as what's going on today. So on that note. We hope to leave that gem with you guys, <laughs> and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.